Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cleveland Browns Training Camp, Day 4. We have made it through four days of Browns Training Camp. We are here to bring you the latest news. It's been a full day for the Brownies down there in West Virginia at Greenbrier. Hey, I'm John Suchan. I'm part of the Fanatical Elves Network. Thank you again for tuning in to our broadcast we love the, that you are tuning in every day. Our numbers are growing substantially because of you guys tuning in and listening. We love our Browns. You love your Browns. So you are getting a lot of great content. I listened to the What the Elf Was That episode earlier today by Joel, our left guard. What a great show. If you get an opportunity, Tune back into the Fanatical Elves and listen to Joel's What the Elf Was That. He goes into detail, talks a lot about the NFL, ESPN, and some of these TV deals and how we're going into streaming and uh, really interesting takes. And he's right on the mark. And uh, if, uh, you know, you like that side of football and the economics of the thing and I mean, it's big business here in the NFL. We all know that. So anyway, so today was day four, and we had a few players that were interviewed, including Greg Newsom, the cornerback, who I actually wrote about recently for an article on Dog Pound. Daily, check that out. The title of the article was Greg Newsom Zeroing In on a Better Season. He is entering year three, and he was asked questions about that today and how he's going to improve what he's going to improve on he's been moving inside and outside in the cornerback position there were a lot of questions directed to him about that he's the first two seasons you know he's had some obstacles some ups and downs this off season he was in the news because he was out late had his car stolen so not always necessarily a great look the kids from northwestern then he got into kind of the discussion about his former coach Pat Fitzgerald, who was fired a few weeks ago from Northwestern because of his negligent his negligence and not knowing what was going on with their the hazing problems that were going there with the Northwestern football players. So he was asked questions about that as well. You know, Greg Newsom has a lot to prove this year. He's going to wear the, that number zero. And folks are going to be looking his way and seeing what he does. He's only had one interception, and that came in when he was in college in his junior year there at Northwestern. So not that interceptions mean that you're a horrible quarterback if you're not making them, but he's entering year three. 
and we'll see what happens. He likes the Jim Schwartz defense. They asked some questions about that and our, our defensive coordinator. So I think it'll be a good year for Newsom. He's got a lot to prove, but I think he's a you know smart kid. Um, but we'll see. Now, the other player that the uh, Browns had come out and interview was Miles Garrett, our leader in charge. Now, he talked a lot about leadership today again because it keeps coming up. There was a former player, I think it was Malik Jackson, who used to play for the Browns a season or two ago. Veteran guy. Now he's on the NFL Network. And he sort of questioned Miles Garrett's leadership skills. And so that question came up time and time again by the press down there in West Virginia about Miles. And Miles, I thought, answered the question pretty well. I was really impressed with how he talked about, you know, leadership comes in all shapes and sizes. You don't always necessarily have to be an outspoken person. And um, he also talked about his own maturity and maybe he he felt at the time that he was being a leader but you know now he feels like he's probably in a different place and with his leadership skills so i thought that was a really good take on his end and uh i give miles some credit for standing there and taking question after question after question we just want to see the browns win football games whatever it takes and uh you know miles has had his history of making stupid mistakes no bigger than getting suspended for indefinitely at the end of the 2019 season when he decided to throw the helmet of Mason Rudolph at Mason Rudolph after it had been ripped off and that got him suspended but he came back and um better than ever I think he's matured and I, you know you see video of him you know working with the other players giving them pointers it is funny he did mention Darius Smith the new veteran and his style of humor and being kind of outspoken maybe a little bit unlike Miles himself but Miles even admitted to having played with other personalities probably like a JV on Clowney who's not with the Browns any longer who was also um, pretty loud and vocal Loud and vocal doesn't always necessarily lead to leadership. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But it was interesting to hear uh, Miles' take today. It was good that he came out and kind of talked about it and, and, and uh, answered back to those analysts who wanted him to answer it somehow, whatever way. That's like I was saying last night, you know, when we were reviewing this these, these days of the interviews down there in West Virginia. And I know it's all part of the NFL, but you know, you're, you're supposedly getting away from all the ruckus of being up here in Cleveland. They're still hounded by the media. Now, Miles did talk about how the team is, you know, more, you know, obviously they're down there in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia and Greenbrier so that, they're hanging out more and they're the guys are talking about he said politics and religion and kind of getting to know each other and i think that's important and uh wish him well wish the team well in that aspect i think you know kevin stefanski 
it's been mentioned a couple times about how he picks certain players at the beginning of the season. I don't know if they do the whole team, but they have a series of players that then that talk about their past and their story. And it's a really cool way of building um, a community of, in this case, a group of football players so that they learn to you know care about one another and hopefully play harder. And the Browns need to play harder so that they can get to the playoffs, win a division title, which they haven't done in 34 years, and all that other fun stuff. By the way, I was taking a look quickly today because I know this has been brought up in conversation several times, and maybe you as a Browns fan have wondered this too with Miles Garrett and a running back like Nick Chubb. The running backs in the NFL are getting a lot of press in the last few days because Saquon Barkley initially sat out. Josh Jacobs and uh, the Raiders sat out and didn't want to sign their contracts. I don't think Jacobs has, but Saquon Barkley signed a deal today, a one-year deal for like $11 million. That got me thinking and because some folks are concerned that if, you know, with the Brownies here, if they continue, to, if they don't win this year, what happens to Nick Chubb? What happens to Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett is entering years eleven or entering year seven. Chubb is entering year six. Chubb is going to be twenty-eight years old here in a few weeks. Well, not a few weeks. Uh, the I think it's in September is his birthday, maybe October. Um, but he's going to be twenty-eight. And I took a look at their contracts because they, there is an out for both Chubb and Garrett after this season. There isn't guaranteed money um, like there has been. You know, to be honest, too, with Chubb's contract right now, see now he was guaranteed $17 million up front when he signed him that second deal. If he gets through this year, he will get paid, um, I want to say when I looked and double checked, it was like around 11 million uh, next year up. It could go up to 14 million based on different things this year. And then next year, if he's in Cleveland, it would go up to 16 million. If he, if he plays out his contract, he'd become an unrestricted free agent in 2025, but there's a way to have him out. And then the Browns are only get hit by a, a cap of like 4 million next year. So if the Browns are dreadful this year, that's going to be a topic of conversation. Miles Garrett is in a similar situation. His contract's longer. He's not an unrestricted free agent until 2027 or 2028. But there's a way that they could get him out of that contract after this season. And it would save the Browns some cap money. So we'll see. It It's definitely... Um, in the case of the running backs and listening to Nick Chubb, and I mentioned this on a previous show a couple nights ago, it's a little nerve wracking, you know, because Chubb said that he could be in the same position as Saquon Barkley is today. Now Saquon did sign, but I certainly hope the Browns recognize, and I think they do, but it's going to be an interesting season. There's going to be a lot that's going to be decided depending on how these Brownies work things out folks i hope you enjoyed tuning in every night we're going to have a little show here bringing you the latest so that was basically the news of day four i think tomorrow i read i thought they had the day off tomorrow but then i read some somebody was 
posting tonight that they have a late or they plan on having a still practice tomorrow morning. We'll see. Um, but we'll be back either way tomorrow, day five, and bring you any latest news. You know, one of the other guys that was brought up in conversation by Greg Newsom, a lot of people were talking about Elijah Moore again. Kid's not played it down yet, but he's like Superman. <laughs> so, not sure about that. We'll we'll talk about Elijah Moore another night. But according to Greg Newsom, he thinks that he's a steal and uh, definitely going to help the Brownies. So, hope he's right. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. And we will be back tomorrow. Go Browns! This is a product of the Fanatical Elves Network. Tune in tomorrow.